so many are struggling to maintain their recovery during this difficult time. I am here to tell you that myself, MVP ASAP, Diana, and many other people are here if you need help. Not only do we have the Mary Mac Valley Prevention and Substance Abuse Project here as a resource, but we also have local police departments that will offer assistance to those in needs. The Bethlehem Police Department has the CARES, uh, CARES Initiative Program, which is myself and Jackie Ingersoll. The Lawrence Police Department has the HELP Program, which is ran by Lieutenant Dan Fleming and Quincy Torres. The Andover Police has the Community Support Services, ran by their officers, along with Soban Nemvar. So if you or a loved one is struggling, please reach out, because alone you can't, and but together we can. So tonight's show is dedicated to all of those who have lost their life to overdose. And we are here tonight to reassure the families that your loved one has not been forgotten. MVP ASAP will continue to combat addiction by educating and promoting mental health awareness and addiction to all those in our community. We're not ending here. We will continue to march forward to bring justice. Tonight I have an amazing young woman. You may have seen her on the show before. Um, she has an amazing testimony to share. Not only is Diana a woman in long-term recovery, but she lost her son six months ago to an overdose. Diana is here to share her experience, strength, and hope so that other parents out there that are struggling can learn from her tragedy and how she turned it into a triumph. So at this time, it is my honor and privilege to introduce my sister in Christ, Diana. Thank you, Cole. Hi, my name is Diana, and uh, as Cole said, I am uh, an alcoholic, and I am an addict. Um, I'm also a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, I'm in sharing my experience tonight, I hope that others will come to believe uh, in Jesus and in the hope uh, that he provides for us to, um, to be able to walk through this broken world. Um, for me, um, I called out in my despair uh, many years ago in 1988 in a shooting gallery in Chelsea, Massachusetts, while trying to get a drip of water from a condemned sink. And I got a look at myself in a broken mirror, and I was filled with, how could this be on my 25th birthday, January of uh, 1988? Um, I don't believe, I did, just didn't want to go on like this, and, um, you know, I wept and I cried out to God, and, uh, and he answered me, you know, and he just said, Diana, you know, I haven't left you, and um, a few hours later, I was able to get a hold of my mother, and, um, and I was able to just really plead out to her that, um, you know, that I needed help, or I was going to die, and, um, you know, for me, um, as it is with many of our uh, uh, children and for all of those struggling with addiction, the shame, the guilt, uh, the remorse was so uh, thick. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, that the Lord spoke to me through my mom that night. And I remember saying to her, you know, how could I ever, you know, see my yaya? again, which is in Greek, a grandmother, and, uh, you know, my name had been in the paper for prostitution. How could I ever face her, uh, knowing I had done such terrible things to feed my disease? And, um, and my mother said, you know, Diana, she said, people will respect you more for picking yourself up from the bottom than from someone that's never been there before. And um, that just opened the door and just gave me a little bit of hope that um, just maybe I could, I could live differently. And, um, you know, Jesus um, really spoke to me. Um, you know, he stands at the door. And uh, there's a, one of my favorite verses is, Here I am, I stand at the door, and I knock. 
And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, you know, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of my days uh, working with others and trying to just let them know that, um, you know, he is there. Mm-hmm. And um, it is us that has to open the door. And he has been there for all of our children. I know that he was there and fought so hard for my own son. And, uh, and I'll be able to tell you some of that as I'm speaking tonight. But, um, you know, God has not turned his back on us. You know, what I um, have come to know in my journey of recovery is that, um, you know, I didn't, I believed in God. Um, but my coming to believe was that, that God loves us when we're broken. Amen. See, for me, I thought that what would God ever want to do with a girl like me? I believe that, um, you know, that my creator only wanted me when I was good. And uh, today I know as we have a prayer that says, you know, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, you know, good and bad. And I know that um, as my own son struggled and as I wanted to help him so much and as any child that just comes in the house with a cut knee and we just want to help them and comfort them, that that's who, that's who God is. That is who Jesus is for all of us. He's just standing there waiting for us to just open the door and let him in. And uh, so, you know, as I said, I, um, you know, I definitely come from a long background of um, alcohol and drug addiction. And, um, you know, I've been sober today um, for 19 years. Uh, coming up on a little pre-medallion syndrome, I'll be um, sober 20 years on September 10th. And um, really, really grateful for that. And um, one of the ways that I've been able to walk through this uh, challenging time of my life that um, this year has brought me uh, tremendous struggles. And I know that they're not struggles that are handed to me from God. You know, that, um, you know, there are ways that, um, you know, you you feel like you could uh, pass the test, but it's not him handing it out. It's just this broken world that we live in. And, uh, and uh, gratitude has been essential for me to um, to be able to um, to not blame, to be able to uh, still feel His grace and presence in my life, and um, and to know how grateful I am that uh, He allowed me uh, to be my son's mother for 29 years. And uh, there was so much more joy uh, than there ever was um, the craziness that this addiction brings on. Um, you see, today I know that I have the desire to do what is good, and I know that my boy Raymond and many of our children and all the addicts out there, we all have the desire to do what is good, but we cannot carry it out. You know, just like the Apostle Paul said in Romans, without his presence in my life, you know, I have the best of intentions, but they just were not enough without his spirit alive in me. And so there are certain actions that I have to take to... Um, to kind of keep my addiction in check and uh, because what I've come to find is that addiction is um, a spiritual malady. It's a it's a disease of connection to the rest of the human race and, and to my creator and to God and to others and um, my disease just uh, gets in the middle and it's um, it's more me and it's my ego and uh, it's that same ego that tells me that I'm worth nothing. Um, or that I'm, you know, that I'm the great I am, and I think everybody should be running, you know, things the way I think they should run them. So, um, you know, for me, it's been, um, you know, upon awakening, I really start my day off um, with prayer and meditation, and, um, you know, me and my son were able to do that a lot uh, together. And, uh, you know, it took me a little while to even want to open up the book, Jesus is Calling, which is a great book to just start the beginnings of just a, just a little bit of like letting God in, you know, if the, you know, the, the Bible might be a little much to open up in the beginning, you know, but the Jesus is calling it just, it couldn't mm-hmm. have been any better, you know, Sarah Young, you got to give her credit. She really made it real palatable, you know, and I know that that was um, one of me and Ray's books and, uh, and I, you know, I still look at it a lot today. It just took a little bit of time to be able to do it without them. 
for me, it was about admitting my powerlessness, you know, and, um, you know, powerlessness has been a theme for me this year. So it wasn't just my powerlessness in my addiction, but it's my powerlessness over Ray's addiction was, was huge. And, uh, you know, as of late this year, it's been my powerlessness over cancer. It's been my powerlessness over uh, my brother passed away um, not too long ago. And, uh, you know, if I was ever to think, you know, the girl that I brought here, the woman that showed up, you know, to, and in that bathroom, then that shooting galley crying out for God's help. And uh, he threw so many people in my life and in my journey since then. Um, that girl would just be upset over a hangnail, you know. Uh, I, I would think of, you know, I had a flat tire that, yeah. uh, you know, maybe the world was against me. And when I think about the transformation of what he's done in my life to what I've walked through this year and that I still just want to be useful to him. And that is the key ingredient that has um, getting me out of bed in the morning, you know, because... Um, it's been a tough year, and it's tough for all of us uh, losing these young lives to um, drug addiction. And um, the reason I'm here tonight is to just try to pass on this message of hope that, um, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, mm -hmm. we can turn to good, that yes. God will use it for good. And he's using my message tonight that, you know, it was just— um, a couple of days ago that I was just in pain and I was reading a devotional and in the devotional, you know, it just talked about that, um, you know, that my pain could be a microphone that, um, you know, and the, the worse my pain was that the louder that I could get. And I am just ready to just shout it from the rooftops, you know, that recovery is possible yeah. and that um, in our grief you know, gratitude is possible. There's a difference between me grieving and self-pity and sadness, which is what my disease of addiction um, thrives off of. And I just knew that uh, in losing Ray that I would be gone too if I went that route. You know, if I just allowed myself to, to go to those thoughts of like, you know, why me? And, um, you know, um, instead to try to just um, allow myself sadness. I'm not going to deny you that this has been one sad year. But what God has shown me is that sadness is actually love. And if we work through the grief that we actually get underneath of it to what's really left there, which is love. And um, and that's that that's my message tonight. You know that our our kids are still with us, and they're with us in our actions, and they can be with us. You know as we try to help the next guy. You know, and that we don't have to just retreat back and uh, let the enemy win. You know, I know that um, he won a small battle when he took my son. But I know who's going to win the war, and I am still fighting out there. I'm fighting harder than I've ever fought. I have women that I'm sponsoring. And, uh, you know, when I get out and I get with them, like, I can't deny that I feel better, you know, mm -hmm. that if I can just read the big book or, or do something with Celebrate Recovery with them, that I feel better. So my, um, my, my, uh, message tonight, too, is I just wanted to talk a little bit about the insanity that we go through, um, you know, loving our kids and uh you know what how do we do it you know how do we do this thing um and i know for me that um you know there was so many times that i uh just wanted to surrender ray you know to god and uh and every time that i did um you know god would come through for him and he'd be able to have his own recovery journey and um and and to be able to uh to 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 have his own experience. And, uh, you know, in my nature is, um, was often to want to play God in his life mm -hmm. and to, um, you know, that mama bear instinct, man, it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. And so, you know, to, um, to shut that off, you know, was, uh, really hard. And, um, and that was my struggle, you know, over the last 10 or 12 years, 12 years that we were in, you know, active addiction 
and uh, many years of it, uh, that he did find a lot of recovery. And his recovery, uh, you know, was in, in, in Christ. Um, you know, for Ray, he, um, you know, we often, uh, disease lies to us, you know, and it tells us we're not good enough. It tells us, you know, you don't really want to be doing that. And, um, you know, he was coming back from a run and he, was just wanted to be so surrendered and he had told me and his sister that he wanted to uh become a yes man <laughs> he said that was his thing you know i think god had said you're not gonna start saying yes to some of these things that are around mm -hmm. you ray that you don't want to do and um mm -hmm. I found it to be so true in my own recovery that I had to do a lot of things that I didn't believe would work, that I didn't want to do, but and when I did them, I got different results. And that was the case for Ray. So the next day, my daughter's mission team for Honduras had been praying for Ray a lot, and uh, they wanted to invite him on the team. And so when Jessica asked him, he had just had this conversation with us. He really couldn't say no. And so he said yes. And, uh, you know, it was God's grace in his life all over. And it brought him uh, the most joy of his life was uh, with those kids in Honduras. And, uh, you know, I remember when he got home from there, and uh, there's a reading that we read in the big book that says, you know, um, God's plan is better than anything we could have planned. Yeah. And uh, that we can live in a new and wonderful world no matter what our present circumstances are. And, uh, you know, Ray just said, Mom, I really felt God out there, that he was on this mountain in Honduras. And, uh, and, and God was just speaking to him, you know, that he was in that, like, thin place, he said, Mom, that thin place where, you know, he just knew, like, maybe I could still be a good person because we all want to do good. And uh, this disease robs us of that. And um, we do things that we don't want to do to feed it. And, uh, and then we get shameful about it. And, um, and that was really uh, such a gift for Ray. And uh, he was to go to Honduras about 10 times over the next five or six years, uh, loving up on those orphans. And, um, and you know, it's what's going to carry me through because uh, I'm going to continue his 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 mission. You know, his his uh, love for those kids is. You know, I just want to have fundraisers and do fun things and and bring recovery into it and bring great speakers and bring the message of hope and uh, you know maybe play some cornhole and and show people <laughs> that we can have fun because uh, most of my sponsees and including Ray have said you know like you think you're not going to have fun and sobriety and my sponsees will always say diana taught me how to have the best fun i ever had in my life i never had that much fun using you know mm -hmm. and uh and ray had said the same thing you know i remember when he was a senior in high school and i we was going around the table and he was telling my father taught him this and my uncle mike was a big mentor in his life and he had taught him this and he was talking about all this stuff and he hadn't said me yet and i said uh, well, geez, Raymond, you know, uh, what did I teach you? And he said, oh, Mom, he said, you taught me how to have fun. And uh, and I can tell you that that was all sober fun because I never did anything. I was sober when he was born. And um, and uh, and so we did a lot of good things together. Um, you know, um, I'm so grateful to be here tonight. And... Uh, and I'm so grateful to uh, have this opportunity, you know, through my sister Cole. I watch her out there and, uh, you know, I've been watching her for years and I just like, just love everything that she does. And then, you know, I feel like God's allowed me to like be able to do it in my path too. Like I, um, you know, we started this Celebrate Recovery program. Uh, I think it was about five years ago, you know, I was I was standing at uh, the Rock Church in Plastow and they had all these different ministry posters out, you know, you can have gardening ministry and men's ministry, <laughs> music ministry. And I said to my pastor, I said, you know, Pastor Rachel, I said, I'd like to see a recovery ministry up there. And she's always been the type, and she was with Ray, too. She said, well, start one, you know? <laughs> and uh, and that's how it began, you know? So we started off on Saturday mornings. It was just a small group of us, and I, it was just a small life group. 
And then about a year later, I kept talking to her husband, uh, John Howard, all the time about Celebrate Recovery. And he said, Diana, just order the manual. It's this big, <laughs> big kit for a couple hundred bucks. And uh, he gave me the go, you know, and I'll be mm. so grateful for those, those guys in my life and that moment where they gave me that green light to go, you know, and you know that you're... Uh, you're walking in God's will and grace when uh, when everything just feels right. It just goes smoothly. And, um, you know, when we were able to bring Celebrate Recovery to uh, to uh, the Rock Church in Amesbury, and um, and we're going to be bringing it to um, Plastow, um, we're actually going to be starting September 29th, and I know that everybody out there is so hungry to uh, get connected. We are going to do it in person. We're going to, um, nice. you know, probably not be doing too much with food just to keep it COVID friendly, but um, we are definitely uh, starting September 29th. It'll be Tuesday nights, and uh, our large group, you know, consists of some awesome worship music. We're going to be, you know, live worship music, which I really feel is like the best thing. Like, there's just... It's just a way for to just open our hearts up to uh, what God has in store for us, and uh, and it combines it with the twelve steps, you know. And if you're kind of wondering what's the difference between celebrate recovery and AA or NA, uh, there's a couple of things. And uh, one of the things is in Alcoholics Anonymous or in Narcotics Anonymous, and all these different anonymouses, um, you know, they have singleness of purpose. And I believe me, I'm a I'm a proud member of many of those, um, and I definitely. <laughs> attend many meetings, but um, with Celebrate Recovery, there's no singleness of purpose. Jesus and, and Christ and God, he says, bring all your problems. Mm -hmm. He wants every hurt, habit, hang up, anxiety, depression, grief, mm -hmm. divorce, whatever it might be that has uh, stumbled into your path and maybe just blocked you a bit from his love and his light. And um, and then through the 12 steps, uh, we can get connected to him and we can remove some of that baggage and that stuff that's blocking us. You know, um, it's always been that way for me through recovery is like just trying to not worship the things of pomp and circumstance and the things of this world and I know in early recovery when I'm working with people and, and I know in Ray's life it was always so hard to to keep that balance of you know wanting a job and wanting things but trying to continue to to practice spiritual principles and to keep God in the top slot and then everything else falls into place you know we do want good jobs and we want things like that but uh, celebrate recovery um the other thing is, is, you know, is higher power. And so, you know, we'd love for you to just come and, and give Jesus a try because that's who we profess. You know, we, we are not praying to a cheer. I, um, it was never quite enough for me even when I got here 30 years ago. And, uh, and it's not enough today. Um, and it wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't be enough to carry me through this year of grief that I have gotten through my you know my message tonight is that it is my faith that is carrying Amen. me through it is Alcoholics Anonymous and its faith and its people that are carrying me through this Amen. this year of um, un undeniable grief and um, and it, it's through that, though, that I'm able to reach out for others. I'm able to try to bring a message, and I'm able to still be preparing to launch this new program. And I know that every Tuesday night when I get in my car to go to Rock Plastow, you know, that I know that Ray will be right there with me. He'll be with me in it. My brother, Corey, the both of them, <laughs> I'll be missing them because they've been the last ones always helping me with cooking and loading things up. And I mean, <laughs> these guys always, you know, <laughs> whether they wanted it by hook or by crook, they were always my <laughs> helpers, you know. Amen. And uh, they're going to be with me in the car. And I know that God wants me to continue to uh, to bring a message that uh, he is here for us, that this world is a broken world mm. and that, uh, you know, it's tough. So I'm not denying that it's tough, but it is so much easier when we have him, Amen. you know, and I couldn't do it without him. And, and he works through people, you know, so he works through meetings. He works through all the girls I sponsor. You know, I had a moment where I was just so angry, and my daughter had just given birth at the just two days before my we lost my son, 
And, uh, you know, so she was trying to, uh, you know, to be the good mother that she needed to be. And I was feeling kind of like no one's paying attention to me. And don't you know how much I'm hurting down here? And, uh, you know, but I, I reached out to my sponsor in that time of need, you know, and that's what God wants us to do. Like, he just wants us to reach out and help each other. He wants us to love one another. Like, he just loves us. And the best yeah. way to show it is if we can just reach out and help each other. You know, so if you know somebody that has uh, lost somebody to overdose, you know, ask them. They, they might even tear up when you mention their child, but they want to hear it. They want to hear you talk about them. They don't want you to just close the door and act like they were never here because these lives matter. These lives that we're losing to addiction matter. And the best way to do it is to just, you know, be, uh, be a friend, you know, be, be a neighbor, be a brother, a sister, an aunt, because all these kids, that's who they were. All these lives that we've lost to addiction, they were brothers, they were sons, they were daughters, they were aunts, they were mothers, they were fathers. And that's what God would have us be, is to love one another. I thank you so much for listening to me tonight. I have to hug her, folks, so give me a minute. <laughs> So due to COVID-19, <clears throat> vigils weren't um, able to get together. Um, and for me, by showing, going to the vigils, I realized how important it was for the families that are left behind. So MVP ASAP decided to take on a project of gathering pictures and compiling them together to make a video. And although it does not do any justice in regards to your child's life, your loved one's life, like we just want you to know that we haven't forgotten them. We remember them. And, um, and we just want to know that we are praying for you. So on behalf of MVP ASAP and um, the whole, all our board members, like our deepest sympathies for you and your families during this time. And we will continue um, to tell your loved ones stories and we will continue to say their name because they're gone, but they're not forgotten. So I just want to take a moment of silence before we start um, reading off the names and it will be followed by with a video of your loved ones in just a moment of silence. You are gone, but not forgotten. John Altobelli, Sabina Bridget Barry, Sabrina Best. You are a father, mother, child, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, and friend. Marissa Blaze, Kevin Bolia, Alexander Buzzy, Joe Carney, Amanda Chase. May you rest in eternal peace. Alexandra Coco, Edward Eddie Cora, Christopher Clark, Kimberly Craig. As you danced in the light with joy, love lifted you. As you brushed against the world so gently, you lifted us. Sarah Elizabeth Delbeck, Sarah Elise Didi, Bob Delaney, Katie Doucette, and we wept that one so lovely should have a life so brief. Alyssa Dunn, Jennifer Faulkner, Raymond Ray Ray Ferragamo III, Ashley Madden Fisher, William Billy Fitzmaurice. Not a day goes by without a thought of you. Dana Galian. Brandon Gibbs, Taylor Gibbs, Willie Gleason III, Courtney Griffin, Amanda Hill, Chris Hennessy, Chris Honor, 
Robert Mike John Michael Hopkins. When you left this world, you took a piece of me with you. Sean Patrick Hurley. Nicole Huffnagel. Billy Hutton. Olivia Catherine Jones. William Cameron Kelly. You were worth every single moment. Kristen Kelman. Russell Kors. Daniel Le Carbonara. Madeline La Liberty. John Liceo. Those we love don't go away. They walk beside us every day. John Marks. Morgan Mayo. Jamie Lee Marshall. Peter Mazzola. Eric McCullen. Heaven gained an angel the day that you left this world. Jeffrey Middlemiss. Brandy Mitchell. Patricia Donovan Mott. Michael Patrick Murphy. Jean Nicotin. Brian Diddy Nolette. You are gone but not forgotten. Carrie Palumbo. Kaylee Parker. Michael Phillips. Kara Petek and Kerry Petek. Julia May Raposa. Dylan Kaya Sarantos. David Schiller. John Shimon. Becky Shudo. May you rest in eternal peace, Christopher Shine. Matthew Alston Slaughter. Michael Ryan St. Pierre, Ryan Stankovitz, Sean Staunton, Sasha Voboda, Neil Thompson, Ryan Trent, Emilio Stephen Pio Vecchi, Linda Progan Valcourt, and we wept. That one so lovely should have a life so brief. Shane Walsh. Jeff Wankus. Trey Charles Houston White. And Adam Wood. To the families and the friends that are listening, may you enjoy this video and may that you know that we continue to pray for you and your families.
on behalf of MVP ASAP, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, they will continue to be with you. Um, I do want to let you know that there are resources available. If you're hurting um, over the loss of someone, there is some great resources. We have support after death by overdose, and they can be found at sadod.org, and you can find local meetings there. If you have a loved one that's in addiction, please contact Phil Leahy at the Circle of Hope. And we also have the Andover Community Partners and Learn to Cope. If you need more information, please contact myself at MVP ASAP via social media or our phone. And may God bless you and keep you safe until we meet again. And I always like to end with the prayer for those that are addicted to drugs. Most lovingly, God, we ask your blessings upon all who suffer from addiction. Strengthen them to reach out for help. Enable them to take the first steps to recovery. Bless them with the persistence to persevere in the fight to be free. Give courage and hope to their families, drawing them close together in the power of your love, which alone can, can transform our living. Amen. Amen. May God bless you and keep you safe until we meet again. Good night, everyone.